Hi and welcome to Back to the Drawing Board with Soddy and Dan. My co-host Dan is joining us right now. Uh, how are you, Dan? Good, mate. Good. I was uh, good. In, actually, good. I was good until uh, we, we started this, but uh, <laughs> nah, nah, it's all good. Happy uh, to be here, mate. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I hope you're pumped and ready to rock and roll up. How can we not be after um, what's, what's about to start? Who knows what's going to happen now when you get a Macedonian and a Greek together. <laughs> it's going to be a chess game, isn't it? Um, God. So, guys, uh, we've got a jam-packed little episode for you. So, in today's episode, we're going to be previewing the opening round of the EPL. The Premier League is back. The Prem is back, even though it's only been a few weeks. What a um, huge break it's been. Yeah, it's just, it's just funny how all sports are tied into one another. I know when we were planning this, we're like, what are we going to do? But um, I'm excited to actually go through with everybody our picks of the top four, who we think is going to be relegated, um, and we're also going to be previewing a few of the games, and we're going to be finishing off with what we think will be the moment of the round or what to look forward to. So to get started, um, Dan? Who do you think is going to be in the top four and who do you think is going to get relegated? No. I can't give you a top four. I'll give you a top six. How's that? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Top six? Top six? All right. You can go top yeah. six. That's, yeah. I can understand that. I have respect. My inner, my inner masso, I can't agree with absolutely everything you tell me to do. So. Um, in terms of top six... Starting from sixth, yeah, I've got a I've got a surprise packet in Everton Ooh, sneaking the into the top six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're my sixth pick. I think they're going to be that sort of X factor team. I know we were discussing this the other day. It's a team you probably don't want to play in the last few rounds yeah. if you need to win the title, and they could stuff you up. Um, Rodriguez, well, yeah. uh, Dushari, Allen, a brand new midfield. For Everton to go with three young attackers, so yeah. Not only that, they got a they got a proven coach, Carlo Ancelotti. Now he he came through halfway through last season, so he's got a full season with a squad that he wants, with yeah. a, probably a marquee signing that could have been that could have gotten a game in any other top team around the world. I don't know. They're going to be a danger side. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna lose games that they probably should win, drop those points, but they're going to scare a few sides. Yeah. Well, they've got proven players. Joshari is a proven player. He played for Wofford. He's a gun player. I know he yeah. torched Liverpool towards the end of the season last year and played some really good good games. In saying that, <clears throat> Allen and James Rodriguez um, will be interesting to see how they will sort of, um, I guess, adapt, adapt, adapt to, to the Premier yeah. League, especially yeah. Hummers who's yeah. a played in leagues where they're not as tough. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that physicality and he can like, I mean, yeah, he hasn't really done anything since the world cup six well, years could, ago. So this is the perfect opportunity. I mean, it could spark up his career and he might, yeah. you know, get another move to a bigger club again. Or Yeah. You never know. That could be it. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. You got, you got the Evertonians. Evertonians are uh, coming in fifth. I've got the uh, the Spuds, the Tottenham Hotspurs. <laughs> um, now, to be honest, I think fifth would be a massive underachievement for a team like that. 
Um, really, really good team. Really good team. Pretty decent manager, although been a little bit shaky the last few seasons. His last season at Chelsea and United. Um, you know, uh, when he won the league with Chelsea the following year, he got sacked. Yeah. I think he's been heartbroken ever since. I don't think he's had closure. It's kind yeah. of that bad relationship. It's, it's kind of that, you know, uh, uh, the dream relationship. You like this girl. Everything's going good. And then just before you're about to walk down the aisle, she makes a bus for it, man. Yeah. You know, um, it got a bit shaky, you know, a bit of insecurities came into play, you know, performance wasn't that good, you know, and then she just made a bolt and that's it. She's gone. Mate, <laughs> uh, that's what it felt like. And after that, you know, you kind of had a few, you know, and now you, you, you know, you, you kind of went from upper echelons to, to you know, you, you found your class maybe. And I think Tottenham, I think is perfect for Mourinho to make an actual stamp rather than bouncing around all the time. I know I think he likes winning in different leagues and so forth, but um, Spurs are a really good side. I mean, Vertonghen's yeah. gone and all that, but, um, you know, a bit older, those players. But um, Sanchez, Alderville is still there, signed a new contract. I don't know if you've watched the new doco with, mm. um, what's it called? Uh, the new Tottenham documentary on... Amazon Prime. Yeah. 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 Um, that's pretty good. But yeah, I, I've got Tottenham in fifth. Um, but I, you know, I don't know. Like, you never know with Mourinho. He always performs in the second sort of. Don't you know. don't rule out a another signing for him for Tottenham, Gareth Bale coming that's back a to possibility. him. I mean, when you when you look at um when you look at Jose Mourinho, I mean he likes he likes to bring cult figures back into the clubs when he goes back into a club. Now, at Chelsea, when he did that, he brought back Drogba in his yeah. second stint just to, like, get the fans excited. Get the, exactly. He did the same thing as well. Um, who did he do with... Oh, yeah, you already mentioned that. Yeah, Ibrahimovic for that. But So, Gareth Bale, fan favourite. They loved him. Um, yeah. he, he, made his, he made his career there. He's available, so don't rule that as well. Yeah, but, right yeah, so I've got them coming in a fifth. Uh, Ooh, this, is, so... this is where it gets interesting. I think we're yeah. along the same lines, but, yeah, it gets a bit interesting here. Fourth spot, I've got um, Manua, Manchester. <laughs> yep, okay. Um, so we both yep. don't have, I'm guessing both don't have Arsenal in the top six. Mate, you're gonna have to wait and see. <laughs> okay, all right. You're gonna have to all wait right. and see. Let's see. Why, why are you rushing me? We got to go, we, we just started, okay? You know what? I'm done. I'm, I'm out of here. Hang up. Nah. <laughs> nah, in terms of fourth, yeah, Man United. So yeah, I can see that. There's, there's got, they've got enough talent there to work with to finish in the top four. I mean, that horrible season this year, they, they started off awful. Um, and they still managed to finish third, which is actually... A team coming out of COVID, though. Yeah. You kind of wanted to watch them play. They were really exciting. Kind of, um, yeah, three young youngsters doing their work with Bruno Fernandes has changed everything. Their, their flow, their gameplay, their style. They've got someone that can also come a little bit deeper, pick up the ball like a Firmino, get their outlets going. Um, yeah, he's... Well, it's a shame Pogba could never get going, but maybe with Van Den Beek, Fernandez, and Pogba, I think 
you can see Everton strengthening that midfield because at the end of the day, Man City and Liverpool, if you beat them there, that's where you can beat them, essentially. And you can well, see think... teams strengthening midfields more than even defences. Yeah, no, that's true. I think the whole point with United is the barometer for them has been Paul Pogba and whether or not he feels like he can be bothered playing and actually showing up and trying yeah. week in, week out. Now, kind of like that the might... mentality. Yeah, but I think that might change. I mean, if, if he sees all these other guys around him actually caring, playing really well, then that might that might put more pressure on him to think, geez, I better lift my game here. Yeah. The only thing is, the only thing I would say is they don't have um, a leader in the changing room. Yeah. You know, they don't have a Ferdinand. They don't have a vintage like they used to. They don't have those, you know, and I think that's where Man City dropped a lot last year. Yeah, they had, you know, David Silva and Aguero, people that have won before, but I don't. they didn't have that company um, yeah. Figure. You don't have that, you know, whereas in, I think Liverpool are always good because of James uh, Milner. James Milner, as I like to call him, everybody calls him. Yeah. Jordan Henderson, even if he's not playing, but at the same time, Liverpool piss me off even though I love him. But there's little things like that that Man United just don't have. Yeah. You know, Matic never gets used, and he was a fantastic player for Chelsea, came across the United. He still can be a, a dangerous threat at the CDM position. Finished off real strong the end of last season as well. Yeah, yeah. But I think what you said, that's spot on in terms of that leadership, that captaincy. I mean, their captain got arrested in Mykonos. We just don't like any Harry Maguire's. I mean, look, that's that's not what you expect. I mean, (laughs) look at Roy Keane. Did you see what Roy Keane said after that about him? Oh, he he went off his head. Yeah. He's always got something to say. I love that guy. Yeah. As much as yeah. I hate United, got to love Roy Keane. What did he say? Or he just ripped into him? He just ripped him. He just ripped him. Um, but in terms of the youngsters, I think Martial, Rashford, hopefully, hopefully, this will be the year they kind of take that next step. I think they both kind of burst onto the scene. We're waiting, waiting. Showed glimpses here and there, but we'll see. Either way, fourth spot. Champions awesome. League. They'll probably be content with that, I reckon. Fair enough, yeah. Coming in at number three, I have uh, my beloved Chelskis. Chelsea. Chelsea. I think Chelsea third and fourth is, could possibly be reversed. Could, yeah. Only could. because of how many signings Chelsea have done that... And Lampard's not fully proven yet, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, great signings. Don't get me wrong. Huge Ooh, signings. Yeah. Big players, Huge. man. Big only, Bundesliga players. Only a 36-year-old Thiago Silva. Mm-hmm. you got you got five players that are looking to start in a squad. So yeah. that's, that's going to take a fair bit of time to incorporate, considering yeah. they've only had three weeks as well. But um, Chelsea and City are those type of people. Sorry to cut you off there. They're those type of clubs where they have multiple positions of star quality players, mm. um, which I get. But at the same time, you've still got Mount Pulisic and you bring in Zayic and Havertz, who play similar to one another, cutting type of players from wings and sort of cam positions and can play in the centre mid. you still got Jorginho, you still got... Kante, you've still got... Uh, is Kovic still there or did he leave? No, he's still there. Kovic is still there. 
You brought in Chilwell, who's a proven proven left back for Leicester. Yeah. I'm surprised Leicester even let him go. But yeah. They did have to pay over through him though as well. But yeah. the the main reason, again, on top of all those signings, they're great players and they the good thing about what they did last season was they got the youngsters a fair few games as well. So yeah. at least when they gave them a run to Yeah. But again, the the reason why I have them third compared to the other teams I have above them, they don't have that depth. They don't have the depth that yeah. the top two teams I reckon would have, or even a team that's gonna mount a tilt of the title. I mean I love them, but it's not gonna be the uh Fair enough. Yeah, fair. I know so I was watching a few things on YouTube, some people have gotten a bit excited and think they're gonna win it. But I don't know. I mean Anything's possible. If Leicester can win the title, then... Exactly right. I mean, yeah. it's it, obviously it's a chance, but it's a long shot, especially if they get injuries to key players. They're going to struggle. Yep, yep. But um, going into the top two. Yeah. <laughs> now, also, I reckon there's going to be a bit of a gap between these top two and then third, fourth, and the rest. You reckon? Okay. Yeah, um, I reckon there's going to be a bit of a gap. I think it's going to be... Tighter. A lot closer. I think it's um, going to be. I don't. I don't see Liverpool or City going above ninety points this year. You reckon? I think they'll be high eighties, maybe reach nineties, but I think both of them will have two to four losses between them because of those other three or four teams that can upset them. Yeah, maybe. maybe. If they draw their games, okay, they'll be different. But I can see both City and Liverpool dropping games consecutively too. Um, kind of spoiled my uh, top two announcement there, but uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, second place though, I got Man City. Oh, Man City, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No I mean, it pains me to say this, I, I, I'd, yeah. I'd hate it if Liverpool win the title again, but um, Man City to finish second, I just think they're gonna, they, uh, they seem a little bit torn in terms of what they're playing for. I mean, obviously their focus is winning both. I mean, every trophy possible, but they, they haven't won the Champions League. Pep wants to win the Champions League. He's probably yeah. got a bit more pressure to win the Champions League having won the Premier League. So yeah. I think that indecisiveness to prioritise certain games, especially come Jan, Feb, around the business end of the Champions League, may cost them a few games around the Premier League. So now they, they do have depth. The only thing is, if they're playing week in, week out, they've got a different squad, which is what you're going to have to manage when you're playing that many games. I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to cope with that. So that's why I got them second. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, we, we've got a pretty even top six. Yeah. I will say I've got, yeah, I'm obviously going to back my club to come first. Oh, who'd you pick first, by the way? Uh, Arsenal. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I got. I got. Um, I got Liverpool. Liverpool. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, look, we've got a similar top six. Um, I changed one of my things around, but not much. I've got Liverpool winning the title, only if they sign Thiago. We need only. more depth. Liverpool for me, uh, the team. They're like, fantastic. We won it. But are we still hungry? That's what yeah. I want to know. Do they still have that hunger? Man City got slapped last year. Slapped. And then they lost to Lyon. Slapped. 
yeah. the whole year slap. Fair enough, they, they win the Banter Cup every year. Good on them, whatever. I mean, we lost the other Banter Cup to Arsenal. But at the same time, I think when you have the signings, yeah, look, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But the Arsenal game, I hated. I, we dropped form towards the end of the year because we knew we were going to win the league. Just little yeah. things like that that were annoying me, not just as a Liverpool supporter, but if I was a coach. Like when I used to coach, when you knew you were going to win games, I, you just lost that hunger. It kind of was like Lakers versus Houston today in the final quarter. I don't know. Lakers just wanted them to come back because they wanted to. They got bored. So yeah. when I see certain plays that they have, which I do like the youngsters, don't get me wrong, but I think they they need a bit more experience there uh, because as soon as Henderson goes, I don't know why the team just, the I don't know, level drops a little bit. The way we play, I think we're so ball dominant that we're okay with one nil wins now, which is okay. That's fine. Look, it won us the Premier League by 18 points last year. Yeah, but I want to know if we have that hunger again. I would like to see us make a deeper run in the Champions League. Hence, why I would not get rid of one Eldon and keep Thiago in, yeah. rather than getting rid of one of them. Um, Man City second, and this is where I was saying I think it's going to be very close. I think there might be a couple of games in it, maybe a game. I I think it will come down to the final day again, and the reason for that is because the third and fourth team are the ones that are going to make a difference. I've got Man United in third, and I changed it from Chelsea to Man United. Reason yeah. being, United have only added a player where, you know, yes, they probably need to strengthen one more piece in the back, but just the way they finished the season and how poor Chelsea kind of was, um, I kind of, you know, I, I kind of trust that. Solskjaer's had a little bit more time with his players rather than, than Lampard, and I see a cohesive group of young players that really want to play and then a lot of English internationals, mm-hmm. right? In saying that, Chelsea, it's the typical buy anyone, are they going to mesh? And that's why I think they'll finish in fourth place yeah. with um, Tottenham coming pretty close there in fifth yeah. and then Everton in sixth. So, yeah, we both don't have Arsenal in the top seven. Um, no, yeah. that's that's... Completely fair points. I think that's going to be the biggest thing to see how they hang, handle the um, premiership hangover. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially considering, and again, it was understandable that they fell off after they won the title. I get it. But there's not much of a gap. There's not much of a gap between these seasons. What was it? Three weeks? And judging by what we saw in the Community Shield, you know, Community Shield is not a big deal, but. You know, I don't know. To... We picked it up towards the end, but there's no goal score. And I think I mentioned this when I was speaking the other day. I sometimes feel like Liverpool, yeah, pick up all these players, whatever. But I think sometimes if you're playing those Sheffields, those Burnleys, uh, the Wolves, you play certain certain teams, even the big teams, I think we need a tall, you know, six foot four, six foot five, Giroud type of headering player where in his role is just 10 minutes a game to get that clinch, to get that header in, especially if you have fullbacks so high up the pitch and you're swinging in crosses. Mane and, and Salah like to cut in, you yeah. know, and, and Firmino kind of stagnant a bit. So 
if anything's going to work, especially on the Liverpool front, to, to, to come back in all competitions, I, Origi's not going to always be able to do it against six foot four, six foot five defenders. You need that attacker that's kind of like that, and you bring him along for those games. The games when you don't need him, who cares? Yeah. He knows his role, but he he's a threat in the air, and you, and that's what he's there for. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I think yeah that we kind of both have that top six quite similar, apart yeah. from Chelsea and United around. I I completely get your Liverpool points. I think for me, obviously scoring is an issue, but I don't see scoring as much of an issue for Liverpool. Just purely on the fact, just from the talent alone, that front three. I reckon they can score at will. Now, for me, this, the area I'd be worried about with Liverpool, again, it's linked with the Premiership hangover, if they're going to have that same desperation in terms yeah. of defensively. Now, they were huge defensively. They, they won a lot of games 1-0 where they just yeah. won. Now, who knows, if they don't have that hunger, if you know Robertson or yeah. Alexander-Arnold just doesn't quite run as hard as they did last yeah. season... All of a sudden, that's that's one one. I, yeah. I don't. I think they'll score their goals. I just I don't know if they're going to defend as well. Yeah, we've seen some cluster cluster Fs. Uh, yeah. Typical and Van Dyke against Arsenal towards the end of the year. Just some some mishaps and then that against um, Arsenal in the Community Shield. Yeah. I mean, we just couldn't finish our dinner, as to say. Um. Well. We've got our top four, we've got our top six, essentially. Uh, moving on to the relegation battle. Uh, Dan, I I have a team in there who I I believe, uh, you know how we're talking about doing the numb nut of the round, yeah. usually in a recap. This team I hate with all my guts. I think they're the biggest, phoniest club I've ever seen ever Ooh. in Ooh. sports. What? They are, the, they are phonies. They are... The worst team I've ever... I, they're just a joke. Um, I'm going to... I have to start off here. I need to get it off my chest. West Ham are going to get relegated. I can't stand that club. I You're can't stand kidding. that team. I, I I despise them. And I'll tell the you why. They're the, they're the biggest, biggest joke to football. They go buy... They build a stadium and whatever. They they leave their, their other bubble stadium, right? They come out with bubbles and stuff. They, and that's the problem. They all come out thinking it's going to be a bath. Like, yeah. it's not. This is the Premier League, right? We don't need bubbles. It's not WWE. We don't have Stone Cold coming out, throwing beer at everybody. We don't need your bubbles, all right? We don't need this kid shit. This is real-life stuff. They annoy me. I think they're the biggest, phoniest club. And that's not a disrespect to its people. It's just what it is. I, I just think they're a waste of time. They need to be relegated. They've been this close up. They're always, always teasing. They've just got a little bit of a tip in, right, in the yeah. bottom three for too many years. And I think it's time they just they just need to go. And then I've got Brighton and then I've got Fulham. I think, obviously, Leeds and West Brom will stay up. I think West Brom will have another – I think they'll be instant amongst that. Yeah. Villa and Crystal Palace kind of – to finish that bottom six. But uh, West Ham need to go. Remember Buy Low? Buy Low. Go yeah, the, the supermarket. Yeah. yeah, The supermarket. Yeah. That's them. They're just the scrappers, man. And, and you know, and they, you know, this year I actually thought it was going to be a good year for them. I had them 
in the top ten. They bought Felipe Anderson. They had Mallow. They 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 had some uh, Mal- They had some really good players, but it just never works. There's just something on not right there. First, first things first. How how dare you? <laughs> how how dare you speak in such a manner about a team that Katy Perry supports? Sorry. How how could you? Gorgeous, but doesn't matter. They're mate, rubbish. Mate, they got some fair few celebrities that support them, but um. Anyway, that's not that's not really that's kind of beside the point. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I don't think they're anywhere near as bad as what you say. To be honest, I mean, I, I think mean, they're horrible. Granted, they have underachieved, but I don't think any team deserves the ill will that you've spoken about. <laughs> My God! All right, hey. If it makes you happy, I'll put them in the relegation. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. If it makes you happy, I will. They, but, we need to start like a Kickstarter. I need a petition to get them out of the Premier League. They're a joke. The, Absolute joke. They're not that bad. I mean, they've got a new stadium. They're in debt. God knows how many millions now yeah, because but, of it. But <laughs> nah, look. I, I don't have West Ham uh, in the relegation battle, um, as you so kindly put it. I, for me, um, I agree with Fulham. I think they're going to struggle um, big time, unfortunately, because they they used to be pretty decent um, when they were in the Premier League around about ten to fifteen years ago. Like they were they were mid table, kind of leaning towards the top half. Yeah, yeah, they're actually. The Europa League, I believe, yeah. years ago. Yeah, but again, it's a long time ago. I think I think they'll struggle. Um, I I put Southampton. Um, really? They they struggled to survive the back end of last season as well. Oh, so Danny. they finished they finished five points outside relegation. Southampton. Yeah. Now they've talk about. A team that's kind of gotten away with bad form. That's that's definitely a team there because I mean normally Southampton, they you'd they expect them to be mid table. They do all right. I mean look at the players that have come out of there that have gone to other clubs. Yeah. So they usually recruit pretty well as well. But they do have um, clubs that are pretty. Yeah. They do, but it's just it's just not coming together for them. So I think they were kind of a little bit lucky to survive last season. They actually did well last week. Actually, sorry to cut you off. They actually finished eleventh. They finished fifteen points out. No, twenty points. Eighteen points out of the relegation zone. Yeah. West Ham finished five points out of the the relegation zone. That's right. No, sorry, one point. Uh, Yeah, five points out of the relegation zone and Villa out of one point. But they did start off extremely poor. Southampton, remember, got thumped nine nil against Leicester. And then after that, they yeah. turned it on. Well, Danny Ings turned it on, at least. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I think they're yeah, going to be Yeah, no, a lot of people packet. have said Southampton are just... They're, they're going to go down. They're just not good enough. Yeah. So you've got That's, Southampton. You've got Fulham. Southampton, Fulham. And um, I'd, I'd pick Brighton. Yeah, Brighton. I, don't, I, I can't believe they've hung on. Yeah. Some people have picked Sheffield, but I think because they've lost Henderson, which I can understand, I think they're going to have that second-year syndrome and they're going to be further down exactly. the table, yeah. to be honest. 
Um, to be honest, I think both the relegation battle, just like this year, uh, is going to be quite interesting. Yeah. Um, it could be anyone, to be honest. For all I know, Liverpool could go Norton 3 in the first, you know, three games, which probably won't happen. They've won six of their last seven opening games of the season and, and uh, under Klopp. So I don't see that happening. But in saying that, yeah, it's going to be quite interesting. The top four is going to be interesting also. Yeah. I mean, with the relegation battle, we we didn't include some of the teams that got promoted in it, which we're obviously I, expecting I to come. Yeah, I don't see West Brom or Leeds. Um, the reason being, I think, teams that were so poor last year and Fulham, I just don't... A few years ago, I got excited when they got Mitrovic and they got Scherler and they got Siri, I think it is, or Seri mm. from... Um, Played for, I think, Nice from the French League, who's a good player. Yeah. They had um, Sessegnon, I think his yeah. name was, or Sessegnon. Uh, um, I think it might be mistaken there. Um, they had some pretty good players. They spent like £100 million coming into the Premier League and got demoted straight away. Yeah, They might not do that again. They might park the bus for a whole year. I don't know. But you saw how good Norwich played last year. And got yeah. demoted. And they yeah. actually had a really good system. They had a fun attacking. I mean, Puki started off well and then finished um, whatever happened. But they played like it played it, even I think Klopp said it. Like, the way that the, uh, for a relegation team to play the ball so well and run rings around certain teams, I think they what, drew or beat um, Man City one game. And they went down. So I don't see a yeah. Fulham staying on top. Brighton whatever about them. I just they're on their, I like their stadium in FIFA, that's about it. Um yeah, they're on their way out and obviously yeah, I, I think um the Hammers I, I I've never really liked West Ham. Uh well well with the teams that get promoted coming into the Premier League, they they're cashed up and they want to spend. They're looking yeah. to spend. They're looking to well, stay look at out. Leeds, so, Leeds yeah. getting Rodrigo and a few other players which we'll get into in a minute. Um yeah. where we're gonna preview now the game's coming up just a good preview who you got um and then we'll finish off with moment of the round um so first game cottage park fulham arsenal this was actually a few years ago where um good evening uh was coaching (laughs) uh for arsenal Uh, (laughs) and um they played a really good game against fulham um, and that was one of the most entertaining games I actually watched for the whole year. But, um, Fulham obviously newly promoted. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Arsenal in great form, winning the FA Cup, winning the Community Shield. Uh, so, to be honest, I think they're going to come in with some swag um, and, and possibly... But you don't, never know with Arsenal. They could get thumped right now with Fulham. They could. I'm going for a draw uh against yeah the Fulham Arsenal game only because you just never know with Arsenal. Yeah. Um I mean yeah they did beat Liverpool. Um yeah. give us give us a score. They got pretty tight. I I think it's going to be 2-2. 2-2. High scoring. Yeah. I don't think they'll be able to stop Mitrovic up top for them. Uh Arsenal big big mm-hmm. header in body can get in around the box. Um I just don't see that happening for Arsenal can't they just can't defend for their lives when there's a big player in there, I don't think. Um, but I, I think 2-2 is... Uh, I see that happening. To be honest, Fulham have actually 
lost the last five games against the Gunners. I think this is where the tide's going to turn yeah. and they're going to draw. Possibly right. the only point they get for the whole year. <laughs> um, who we got next, Dan? Uh, well, in terms of the Fulham Arsenal game, my my prediction. Yep, yep. I'd uh, I'd probably have. Did I say who you got next. I meant to say who you got. Yeah. 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 No. In 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 terms of that game, um, I'd say I'd say draw as well. If if anything, I'd probably be leaning a little bit closer to Fulham. No way. We, we yeah. just put him in the relegation battle, but when he comes to Arsenal, it's like, yeah, they'll probably win that game. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the reason why is because with, with Arsenal, for Bento one, FC. this is this is exactly kind of the game that you'd expect them to that to win. Yeah. And they As a result, don't. you'd expect them to lose. Because yeah. whatever, whatever, you know, whatever Arsenal should do, they'll do the exact opposite. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's, that's pretty much the reason why. Now, they... They're probably on cloud nine after winning the Community Shield, the plate that no one really cares about whatsoever. Yeah. So I think they're probably going to be a little bit carried away with that. Um, and they they could be vulnerable. I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to be that promising. And Fulham, first game of the round, this is where kind of, you know, the teams that get relegated could get some points here and there before they kind of really fall away. Yeah. Um, I think I think this could be one of those games. So again, I still think draw. I still think one-one. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I was gonna go one-one, but I think I think Arsenal under Ateta have that. Yeah, but I don't think they're at the back. They're gonna be able to. Yeah. It's it's a small pitch also, and I think when you've got playing long balls to to big centre forwards, I think they'll struggle a little bit. But yeah, David David Luiz as well. Sideshow Bob in defense. Uh, yeah, but yeah, who knows? Who That's... knows what he's going to be? So, uh, who knows? Um, yeah, Sideshow Bob. No. Who's got <laughs> next? Who we got next? Uh, we've got we've got Palace versus Southampton. Could be a relegation next. battle off the off the off the off the well, bat. Probably, especially with what I was thinking in terms of Southampton. Yeah. Um, what I can see here is Palace. I've only won three of their last 22 games against Southampton, which is yeah. a pretty impressive record um, for two teams that are kind of considered <laughs> yeah. or thereabouts as well. So I think with this one, again, I don't, I don't know. I don't see Southampton doing too well. And again, this is going to be played at Palace as well. Yeah. I, I see Palace winning this one 1-0. One nil Palace, okay, yeah. I I actually have Southampton winning this game, depending if Zaha's gonna play or not. Um, who knows if he's on his way out? Heard that. I mean, when this comes out, Koulibaly could be at Man City. <laughs> you know, like Thiago could be at Liverpool. You know, and Zaha could be at Tottenham for all we know. So, um, yeah, I think Danny Ings is key. And it just depends if Zaha's playing or not. I'm going for a 1-0 win for Southampton. Southampton, all right, all right, all right. What, uh, what do we have next? Well, next, we've got the champions versus the newly promoted Leeds United. I know, Daniel, you are most... I think, is this your match of the round? This is... I, this is exciting news, uh, especially for people out there that don't know. Mark Viduka... 
Harry Kuehl, good old Aussie boys, best Australian players ever. Uh, used to play for Leeds. 16 years. They've got a great coach, great system. They just brought in Rodrigo. A few other players they've been spending. Um, yeah, this is going to be – It's going to be. I think this is going to be an entertaining game. I see six goals in this. Six. I see six goals in this, yeah. All right, all right. I now. see um, one, Liverpool need to win because they've just dropped form. So they, they're probably going to come out pretty pissed. Mm. Um, not only that, I think Leeds will get a rude awakening, but so will Liverpool and realise that they can't do what they That's why I think it will be six goals in it. Also, Liverpool have been unbeaten in their last eight meetings against Leeds. Fair enough, in the last eight meetings, they've been in lower tiers. Um, but I think Liverpool win this 4-2. Okay. Now, there are fewer things that I care about <laughs> than this game, okay? This this game is life at the moment. Now, if you if you told me, would you rather have the ability to go back outside and have the freedom to you know, not spend more than one hour outside, I would pick stay inside and watch this game instead, okay? This is the game. This is what I'm looking forward to okay, most at okay, the moment, okay? okay. This, is, this is what I'm after. <laughs> I got Leeds winning. I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. I got, I got Leeds winning 1-0, 1-0, and that one, goal, that one goal they score will be a penalty. Um... So it's going to be a penalty. It's yeah, going to be one that we don't know. Like, uh, what, what's going on here? What are you people telling you? No, just, just look. Again, with that front three, I don't, I don't see any issue with Liverpool scoring, but I think they might be a little bit spooked. First game of yeah. the season. That's now why I said they, they could spoil. I said both ways can be spoiled. Both teams can get a rude awakening. They're the champions coming up against newly promoted. We're gonna see the mindset of Liverpool, okay? So if they're taking this serious, if they're taking the season really seriously, they're gonna come out and probably smack Leeds, like they probably most people would expect them to. But I don't know. Team. They they are a good team, but newly promoted, coming up against the champions. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a pretty tough task. So put it this way: if there was a crowd at Anfield, I would be like, "There's no chance for Leeds." No chance. Opening day, we're league champions. The crowd back. Never walk alone. Yeah. You know, 60,000 people go, ah, off their yeah. fucking mental. Leeds, I reckon, would have got done 6-0, um, actually probably 4-0 on opening day, and everyone would be like, oh, my God, we thought Leeds. But because it's not, I, I don't see. If Liverpool play the way they did against Crystal Palace towards the end of the year at their home and against Chelsea... I don't see Leeds being able to keep up with players to that level, but I don't see them not being on that level. The difference is, is that they played a very well and well-rounded system in the league below. You're coming into a league, into a team, like are they going to sit behind the ball and allow well, the- pressure, or are they going to play that system that their coach enjoys, who, which is a fantastic system? So if they play their system... I think Liverpool, uh, Klopp and Liverpool might have a few challenges, hence why I've gone 4-2. Fair enough. But I, I think, for me, 
the deciding factor, in, I mean, there's no doubt Liverpool have got more talent. I mean, that's obvious. The deciding factor for me in this game mentality. is mentality. Yeah. yeah. I can understand so, that. Leeds, first game back in the Premier League, huge. Their players will G up. Even yeah, if, it's even like a grand no final players. for them, man. Yeah. Whereas Liverpool, you know, they, they just come off winning the Premier League, no crowds. This is almost going to feel like a preseason game. Or they might take yeah. that mentality, which could cost yeah. them. Fair enough. Good point. All right, Daniel, who we got, who we got next? Who we got next? Uh, we've got... <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't even want to say this to you now. I don't feel confident <laughs> saying it. Um, We've got, we got uh, West Ham, Katy uh, Perry FC. FC versus uh, Newcastle. It should be called, um, yeah, Phonies FC versus the other phony FC team. <laughs> Newcastle's made some pretty good signings, to be honest. So. They have. They have. What do you reckon? Um, Newcastle 2-1. Newcastle? Newcastle 2-1. Newcastle's won nine away games at West Ham. So, and the third point I made in, in that drunk point is I don't like West Ham. So, <laughs> I mean, that's a stat in itself. <laughs> um, yeah, I think 2-1, 2-1 Newcastle. And Newcastle have made five, six signings. I'll go through what West Ham have done. They signed uh, Sujuk. Um or Sushik, what um, his name, um, Thomas Sushik, who's actually a really, really good player from uh, Slavia Prague for sixteen and a half million. He's a good player, but um, they've got a few players coming back, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with those players. In saying that, they haven't made any other signings. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six or seven players that have left. Um, and yes, they've brought some players back in with end of loan spells and stuff like that. But anyway, we don't really need to talk about this game much. So, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, I disagree, to be honest. Um, yeah. Now, this is, this is probably going to get me axed off this podcast for suggesting this, but I've actually got... The, uh, the Hammers, West Ham, winning this game 1-0. I, I've liked West Ham, but they, they annoy me. It's they, like, they... you're a waste of air. Can, can I <laughs> get that air back? You know who they are? <laughs> They're the type of club. It's people like the people that rush to the aisles for toilet paper <laughs> during COVID. That's West Ham for me. <laughs> Hey, so so what you're saying they're, they're, that's a team that you respect, yeah? That, that's a team that uh, oh, yeah. get, that gets in early. Yeah, gets in early, but doesn't finish <laughs> off strong. Just a waste of space. Hey, they must finish off strong if they need all that to- toilet paper. <laughs> anyway. um, with with this game, I got I got West Ham winning one nil. Now that you're you're right, West Ham have underachieved considering the squad that they have had. Um, in terms of like Felipe Anderson, especially, I think he's actually a really good player. Also, for someone like him there, for a Brazilian who's really good on the ball, fast, gets yeah. in the Exactly right. Now, considering this, again, crowds don't really matter, but in terms of home ground advantage of the venue that it's played at, that's pretty much the main reason. Good thing, actually, to be honest, for West Ham, no one's going to be there. They don't have the pressure. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
but that's that's pretty yeah. much the main reason. Fair enough. Know. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah. All righty. Um, what we got next? We got West Brom versus Leicester City. This is going to be interesting. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers struggles against West Brom sometimes. I know in Liverpool he had some weird outings against them. Yeah, he yeah. he does struggle against them, and they were absolutely abysmal um, after we took that COVID nineteen oh, break. Yeah, when it restarted. I actually again. thought they were going to push for second, man. Yeah. Just the way that they were playing, and they just typical Rogers though. Mm. He just can't finish off, man. Yeah, just can't finish his dinner. I don't know what happens. I don't know if he's. You know, you can't keep saying, oh, yeah, he's a good, good mentality. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Can't, can't, you know, I, I think he might be good with his training and his tactics, but I think his ability to keep people motivated long enough mm. and mentally, that mental fatigue like we were talking about with Liverpool. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, yeah, I don't know what happened towards the end of the year. Maybe they just got found out too easy. Like mm-hmm. they did a few years ago, and people just parked it on them, and they didn't have enough talent to get around parking the bus teams. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a good point you make. I mean, comparing Brendan Rodgers, his that season where they kind of finished agonisingly close to winning the title, where they basically had they had it in their grasp, and then they yeah. choked the last few games away. And then they were never able to re- recapture that the following season. Like, they yeah, didn't really get close. The last game of the season against Stoke, 6-1. Yeah. And he got fired the following year against it. Uh, I, I see similarities. Yeah, I see similarities with that now. Leicester were yeah. probably one of the biggest disappointments, like, yeah. at the end of last season. I mean, yeah. they were they were top four for probably most three quarters of the whole season. Yeah. And they blew it all the way in the last six or seven games. So, I think... Because of that, and again, not much time has passed between their last game and now this game. So, yeah. and they haven't really made any moves to suggest, you know, they they're going to take this seriously. Actual finish top four. Um, yeah. I think they they're, they're the case where we'll take it as it comes. Um, if it if we win, awesome. If we finish near the top, awesome. But if we don't, oh well, we tried. I think yeah. that's the kind of club that they Mentality. are at the moment. Whereas they should be striving for higher. I mean, they. Well, they've they... got the potential and they've got the good players, you know what I mean? Like, to be honest, I know this is going to sound quite weird, but they've got similar player structure like Chelsea do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, fast players, good players on the ball, the Vardys, the Madison, and stuff like that, the Greys. Um, you know, decent sort of midfield with Tillyman, Indiri, and a few others. They've got Ricardo right back. He's probably arguably he, uh, before he got injured, he was arguably the best Premier League in the le- uh, best right back in the league, mm. probably just ahead of or just behind Trent Alexander Arnold and and uh, one Malaka, uh, one Basaka. You know, and then you had your, the best, probably the second or even one of the best left backs in the league in Chilwell on the left back. So now you get rid of that. Who do you bring in to sort of? Take over that. You switch the system up so you can, yeah. So, yeah. Um, not only that, both teams, believe it or not, have actually lost six opening games. So they're not the two teams you want. Maybe one of. I see a one-all draw here. Flip a coin. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, take your pick, viewers. Uh, I'll take my. I'm saying it's a one or draw. It could yeah. even be zero zero. I don't see this game being all that all that exciting. But yeah, what about you, Dan? I see it being a draw. I see it being flat at a dollar fair. I see nil nil. Um, again, just one other thing with Leicester as well. Vardy is a year older. Um, now he's quick. He relies on pace. That's also gonna could potentially start to slow down. Um, Madison just re-signed another pretty big money contract as well. So will he be as hungry to play yeah. the season now that he's no longer paying for a contract? The money, they got £50 million for Chilwell, uh, Ben Chilwell, the left-back. You get some good left-backs and, and players. Where's that money gone? That 50 million, yeah. Exactly. Who um, no one yet. So, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who we got next? Big Dan? Uh, oh, this this actually should be a pretty interesting game. We've got this the, is my match of the round, to be honest. Yeah, the we've got the Spuds, the Spurs, versus the Evertonians. Yeah, this is uh, my match of the round, by far. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is going to be the most exciting game apart from the Liverpool Leeds game. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be quite an interesting affair. Both teams who we've got in uh, fifth and sixth. Yeah. Uh, both teams who you know we think you know quite capable capable of to be honest if the other teams don't perform these are the two teams that I think oh, yeah. I think Everton will be possibly that Leicester like, like last year yeah um, but I think they just won't be able to hold it for long enough mm-hmm. um, but yeah I, I see I see um, uh, a 2-1 win for Spurs though okay. just yeah alright um yeah, I, I don't blame you for saying this is the match of the round. I mean, it's it's good. It's no Leeds versus uh, Liverpool, but uh, <laughs> I see the allure. Um, it's, it's hard to say. I think purely based on the fact that it's going to be at Tottenham, I'd say Tottenham to win as well. Um, I'd say 2-0. Okay, Just you because... don't think everyone will get on the scorecard. I don't think so. No, I mean they still got. They just signed James Rodriguez. For one, we don't know if he's going to play. It's going to take him a while to fit into the system. Um, I understand he he has played under Ancelotti, but yeah. at, at the England's same time, yeah, England's a little bit different. It could take a little bit of time for him to get adjusted, um, especially around Jose Mourinho coach teams, which yeah. are generally very physical. Um, as well, and also defensive, so it's going to be hard for Everton to break them down. Yeah. Um, I think I think Spurs are going to be switched on to start the season, um, and then potentially around about Christmas, January, they could start to drop a few games where they shouldn't, but I think Spurs are going to start the season pretty well. Do you, in your opinion, do you think these teams will be swapped around come December? Like, Everton will pick up towards Christmas where Spurs might drop off towards Christmas. I think so. I think so. I think with, again, because they're very similar. I think with Everton as well, they're going to get better. They're going to gel more. Um, Carl Ancelotti is a brilliant tactician. Like, yeah, he is. Yeah, and I think he's gonna he's gonna work a lot Bit of, of teams a masterclass now. against Liverpool with Napoli. So yeah, exactly. So mm. I think. It's gonna take a bit of time, but they're gonna come good. They're gonna they're gonna cost a lot of the teams above them when yeah. they play them. Heartbreak, I think, man. Yeah, I think those teams are gonna drop points against Everton. 
But um, they'll probably start off slow to begin with, so I've got Tottenham 2 down. I think Spurs, it all depends on Harry Kane. Yeah. Uh, they've got such a good team. Like, when, if you're a type of person that jumps on FIFA and you want a team to play, apart from using leads in the upcoming FIFA 21, which is not a sponsored ad, but <laughs> Spurs, you just like Kane, Son, Lucas, Bergwin, Ali, like, it's such a good team. And Dembele... It's disappointing in the Bally's not really getting I don't know. I think I think Mourinho sees a Macalelli in him, so I think he's been really hard on him and he's just trying to make him harder because he might be a bit soft uh, yeah. mentally. But um, look, Spurs are unbeaten against the Toffees in the last um, a few encounters. Uh, Everton have only won three over their last 28 matches away at Spurs, drawn eight and lost 17. Yeah. Uh, that there is not, yeah, a stat you want essentially with you. That's, um, yeah, that's pretty, pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, so I guess we both got Spurs winning this one. I'm um, 2-1. I think Everton will score. 2-0 for Daniel. Next game, Sheffield versus Wolves. I see uh, Wolves. Uh, Wolves have not beaten Sheffield in their last 13 games. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Sheffield have only lost two games, sorry, lost two games out of 13 games against them. Sheffield, obviously, we talked about before dropping form. They yeah. were one of the other ones who dropped hard. We thought they were going to make a push. Everybody thought they were going to make a push. Wall routing, rooting for them to make a push for Champions League football yeah. uh, or Europa League football. Uh, but the problem is, is that their best player Henderson is back at Man United, who's their goalkeeper. So um, I see Wolves winning this two 0 comfortably. Okay, no, that's fair enough. I mean, with I, I'd agree. I'd say Wolves to win this game as well. Um, I understand the form is fairly one-sided as well. Yeah. But first game of a new season, a season that's not really. Like any other, there could be surprises, but I don't think this is going to be one of them. Um, I have Wolves winning this one as well. Pretty exciting team to watch as well, Wolves. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd probably expect a mid-table again, just because yeah. it's I think pretty clogged up the it. top. I think they, they've been made, they've kind of been getting higher and higher. To be yeah. fair, you never know what happens. I mean, they they lost Doherty to to Spurs. Spurs side Doherty is an ex, you know uh, strength in their right back position over Aurier. Uh, obviously, we already covered Spurs, yeah. but um, yeah, I don't see. Um, I see a bit of a difference here with Wolves. It just depends on how how they're structured, but they've yeah. been improving each season. You know, they went higher, and you know, um, obviously they had the Europa League last year. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Two one Wolves for me. Two one Wolves, and don't forget, two Manchester teams aren't playing this weekend. That's fine. Yep. Yep. And then um, got your boys in the final game. Brighton, lucky, Chelsea. Lucky last one. Yeah, probably the one game I don't think anyone really cares about. I think there's more exciting games. Excuse me? Um, no, nah, I'm joking. So <laughs> the game that no one cares about is West Ham versus Newcastle. <laughs> uh, this, for me personally, man, I hate to take the mic here, but this game, for some reason, I feel is more important to Chelsea than Brighton. It kind of feels like they need to get off to a good start yeah. to kind of prove the doubters, and mm. they need to be able to go there and thump them. Mm. Um, 
I have written in the notes saying that I would probably give Chelsea about 10 games. Some people, Daniel, if you believe this, are giving Chelsea five games before they make an opinion about it. I'm saying give it the first 10 games. We knew in the first 10 games last year, Liverpool were going to win the league. So I'm going to give Chelsea 10 games to see what happens, similar to what Everton and Spurs are going to be like. I think mm-hmm. those three teams are the ones that we're going to, everybody's going to have to kind of be on their case and look about. I think they're going to be the most spoken team. But I will say this before we finish off today um, and finish off what I say. I've backed Liverpool to win the title, like win win the league, right? Because that's my team and that's what I want. Yeah. But don't be surprised if they finish fourth. Fourth? Yeah. Four. Because the only reason I say that is depending on their mentality after the first five games. I know we're supposed to be speaking about Brighton and Chelsea, but it just sprung me up just then <laughs> saying, wait a minute, it just depends on how they play. That's all. But um, yeah, I see I see give Chelsea ten games. I think a lot of people are on their back, but also there's a lot of people going, Oh, good signings, but you know, they're not a serious serious team. But uh, I think they're they're gonna be very serious. But it's just because Frank Lampard's not essentially proven. He went from um, Derby to, you know, um, to Chelsea. So um, you know, and I think Chelsea had some really good players there. He did he did well last year, but I think it's kind of that one year sort of it's like Brendan Rogers. Like, Whoa, you did well. Yeah. And then who knows what's gonna happen. So yeah. I wanna say thank you. Uh, for finding a way to steal my team's thunder. We've finally got a moment to speak about Chelsea and you bring up Liverpool and you make it all about them. <laughs> thank you for that. Um I <laughs> He had it in the notes. Oh, did we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I put it in mention, my notes. Don't Liverpool. talk about Chelsea. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, nah, look. I think out of Chelsea, Brighton, I reckon Liverpool will finish fourth. Um, <laughs> I think that's... Nah, look. I think your reservations about Chelsea make complete sense. Um, I'm I'm just as sceptical about them, to be honest. Um I was the one going, no, nah, I like Chelsea. They're an exciting team. I was saying that all last year. As soon as I opened up FIFA career mode, remember when we went into COVID, I even jumped on the Chelsea bandwagon. I'm like, I'm going to start a career mode on this team. But I can see why some Chelsea supporters are so sceptical. Me being one of them. So yeah. I was I was on the complete opposite end. I was pessimistic about Chelsea's chances last season. I expect them to finish mid-table slightly to the bottom half. Yes. Because they were banned for making any signings. Frank Lampard's first year, they were going to play the young players. Yeah. They did great, much better than oh, I expected. Yeah, they went into a cup final. Yeah. I think again with this game, it's hard. We don't know. I don't think all of their five signings are going to play. Um, Thiago Silva's probably going to need a bit more of a break. Yeah, seeing he he's he's thirty five. He his season did end a little bit later than the others as well because of Champions League. Yeah. Um, I think Timo Werner should play, hopefully. Um, Kai Havertz, in his first training session, his first few training sessions, did really well as well. Okay. Um, Chelsea should win this. They yeah, should. I think, I, 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 like I said to start off with, this is more of a game for Chelsea than it is for Brighton. Mm. Because this is going to, I, just like you would say, um, there's that other um, 
like uh, Fulham versus um, Arsenal, it kind of might dictate those upper echelon teams how their year is going to be. I know you can't do it after one game, but I just think that Chelsea need to come out strong and thump Brighton. Yeah. Like actually thump them like five nil type of thump, four nil, dominate possession, dominate the game. If they, the only thing that will let them down is Brighton have bigger plays in defense and up to the headers. That's the only part. You saw a few times Brighton last year against upper teams, sort of, you know, against the Tottenham's and stuff like that, um, get a lot of goals from headers because of their big center backs. That's the only part where Chelsea might struggle and obviously their goalkeeper. Um, I think, it, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's one of I those. Think- I think in terms of they didn't have the firepower up front last season to kind of finish those chances. They actually did play some pretty good attacking football last season. Like Pulisic was really, really good. Um, hopefully he'll be even better this season. I think the biggest issue How with Chelsea, all in? the biggest issue with Chelsea is the same issue that was with them last season: their defense. Now they made two def- signings, Chilwell and um, Thiago Silva. Neither of them are probably going to play. Uh, Chilwell's definitely injured, so he's not going to play. So you've still got the back four of players from last season. So we're going to see if defensively those players have got better or tactically they're better. I Personally, I think they'll concede against Brighton. I think it'll be 2-1. Chelsea will win, but I think okay. they'll still concede because those issues yeah, that they were having... I'm going for a 4-1. Yeah, those but issues were still in there. In retrospect, yeah, no, you're totally right. But in retrospect of what should happen is Chelsea need to come out big and strong. Yeah. But Send a I message. Do, but I do Send, see them conceding a goal. If, if you want to be taken seriously in terms of the title race, send a message. Yeah. Not through chat I mean. or DMs. No, no. The ball in the back of the net, cuz. Alrighty, so we've we've wrapped it up in our first episode together. Not really bad. enjoyed it. Not bad, Not bad. Good size. Two seconds in. Um, <laughs> we will be joining you uh, most likely on the recap. Uh, stay tuned for more content. If you haven't already, make sure to like, subscribe, and share. Would you like to finish off with anything, uh, Daniel? Nothing, mate. Just that it's been uh, it's been a pleasure being able to bounce these ideas off and. Uh, I look forward to Premier League starting. Hopefully there'll be some uh, accurate predictions. If not, then uh, one of us or either of us are going to cop it. Yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> and I like that you're wearing a top about me, so that's good. All day I dream about Soddy. Uh, so, guys, thank you for listening in. I'm going to burn this top now. Weekend. Um, tune in next week for banter, and uh, we love you all. Okay. Thank you.